What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, SEC fans, it's Brandon here with SEC Fan Talk. Hey, in case you didn't know, we use Anchor to distribute our podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me explain to you. First off, and most importantly, it's free, right? You can't beat free. They will distribute that podcast for you so it can be heard on whatever platform that you are listening to now, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many others. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. To get Anchor and get started, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, you know what? I mean, it feels great, obviously, uh, winning this big time, big time game. Um, it's put us in a good, a decent position. It's put us in a position to get ready to go beat our. We got Arkansas in seven days. That's that's what it's put us in a position, dude, to go have to go beat them seven days from now. But uh, uh, but besides that, be you know, I mean, right at the, at the midpoint of the season, we're in first place in the East, so. Um, big win, and uh, you know I, I'm really proud of how our guys played and responded. Uh, you know against one of the, the the top top defenses and top overall teams in the country. Yes, what I would ask is when he's my age, what's he going to be like? Then? I, I don't know. I mean, it's a little bit of a um, you know disadvantage to be you know my age and have had a hip replacement, but you know I still pride myself in my ability to cover. I just don't think I could cover him. Intensity, a special urgency. Here come the volunteers. Wherever you listen throughout the world, it's football time in Tennessee. Thanks for tuning in to SEC Fan Talk, the show by SEC fans, for SEC fans, and your source for all SEC news, stats, scores, and more. And now for your host, Brandon Bird. Luke Alsup and Brad Rush. Oh, boys! I'm back! Welcome to SEC Fan Talk. That's second season, episode number two. Is that right? Last week, we brought it in, talked a little bit about schedules, a little bit about uh, rankings, who did well uh, in the offseason of getting in some new recruits. This week, we're going to go in a little deep. We got the fellas here, of course, Mr. Brad Rush, Mr. Tito, otherwise known as Luke Alsop, our producer, Nico, and special guest today, Coach Michael Camp. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Thank you for having me. Guys, a little bit of news. Uh, we are a couple days into fall practices, 
and uh, we won't go around and, and talk about each one. Each week we're going to kind of pick out a different team. Uh, this week it's going to be Alabama because why not start with um, SEC's finest, I guess you would say. Um, two days into their full practices, Nick Saban says they are not looking good. Question, <laughs> can you ever please Nick Saban? Can it be done? I mean, the man has... <laughs> Tons of money, highest highest paid coach, right? Um, tons of rings, and uh, I don't I don't think you can make him happy. But he says they're they're not looking good, and part of that, of course, is there's a lot of new faces, um, and people are still trying to figure out how to work with each other. They had Mister A Rod uh, come in and give a speech, I believe it was yesterday, and uh, basically it was about the how the Yankees would have an amazing year. And uh, you know, win win the championship, and then you know have to come back and and fight it, and not necessarily win it the next year. So um, hopefully, he pumped up their guys, and we'll see what Alabama comes out with. I feel like that that's just uh, an old man trying to set expectations low for a team he knows is gonna just meet the expectations, which are always extremely high. When it involves him, they are yes. most definitely extremely high. Uh, in other news, Tennessee's camp, you know, get going. This is the last one we'll touch at, and um, I think they played dodgeball today. That sounds about right. <laughs> I only pick. I <laughs> only pick on new coach Josh Heupel because that was the first video that. Um, that went out viral uh, when he first came as them playing dodgeball, and I get it; it's a it's a team thing, build team uh, spirit and and character, and um, so I thought I'd take a little jab at him. Who got paid more, A Rod or like the second string uh, middle linebacker? Oh, yeah, already. I mean, I mean, it's just a just a question, right? Already. I would hope the, the second string middle linebacker did. I mean, I, I'm sure A-Rod's been an Alabama fan his whole life, just like everybody else from, like, you know, the state of Georgia that's an Alabama fan. The, <laughs> I'm just saying. So, do I want to just go ahead and, and jump into that part of the discussion that we have planned, or do, I think – I think we should would uh, uh, what we have scheduled here first is the football, the college football playoff expansion. Uh, first off, does it need to be expanded? Uh. And 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 I know this is a topic everyone's got. It's on every sports show. It's on every uh, uh, NCAA football podcast. It's everyone's talking about it, and everyone is given multiple scenarios of how you do it. The first question is, do you? That's for me, that's really hard. And and the reason that I struggle with this is because if you go back and look at the fifth best team in any year, you would look at them and be like, are they a national title contender? Are they, are they national championship worthy? And typically the answer is no. Correct. The one area where I kind of struggle with this is, where you get a team like Boise State who comes in and is undefeated and one of the 
best things about college football has been and continues to be that their regular season matters, right? And in a situation like that where they they even now probably wouldn't get invited to the top four going undefeated, what game mattered? They won all of them, which makes none of them matter. So I, I and, and the issue that I, we run into with teams like that is there's no way an LSU is going to schedule a Boise State, right? They're they're too dangerous of of an opponent to lose for to the, for the one game for the one game exactly. Right, so you you it's different when it's a, a big name team and their schools are scheduling these lower level competition, and you're like, what are you doing? Like, come on, I mean, just play, you know, schedule better competition when you're sometimes your your conference isn't good enough so you've got to go out and get some better competition um but when it's a team like that who doesn't matter what they do they're not going to get a better competition to to come play with them right um so i'm kind of torn for me mostly though i would lean towards it doesn't need to but i love college football so if i get more bowl games that matter um i'm gonna watch so i'm i'm in on it and it does give some of those other teams like that an opportunity where you're like, look, at least if they get blown out by Alabama in the first game, they can say, well, you know, we had the opportunity and our regular season did matter at that point because we won every game. Why didn't we get a chance to play? It's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. And I agree with you. It's, it's, you have someone who dominated the mountain West or, or, you know, dominated another small division and is on a hot streak, and they come in, and uh, you know, let's say they beat, um, you know, they beat Alabama in that first round play. Yeah, but they didn't have anywhere near the schedule that an SEC team, any SEC team, has week in and week out. Um, and and that's where, you know, I, I feel for them because part of me says it's it is unfair to the smaller conferences, um, and. and Everyone already knows how I feel about some of the other large name conferences, but but for the smaller ones, you know, I get it. Um, and I don't know if there's some sort of round robin style tournament, whatever, uh, smaller or or their bowl games do matter, and they let in one other, you know, not expanding it to eight, um, but just just maybe adding an extra team or two or an extra week or two to it. Just to see how it comes out, uh, but as a as a full on SEC fan, uh, you know my answer is no one has our schedules. No one has the toughness of our schedules. Not even the other big name. The ACC most certainly does not. You know, uh, Big Ten, Big 10 12, no. no, and then of course, who cares about the West Coast? <laughs> the left coast. Yes. I, I mean, agree. If you're, with that. If you're asking me, um, I, I, it's like it's like open. It's like letting the genie out of the bottle. Where does it stop? If you if you upgrade it to eight, then eight's not enough. Because it's. All, I mean, obviously we're in a money race here. And then if eight's not mm-hmm. enough, and we all know, like he said earlier, anybody past the fourth best team in the nation does they do they really have a chance? No. I mean, I know you still have to play the game, right? I mean, that's a coach talking. You got to play the game. But I mean, after the four, I mean, in my humble opinion. The best thing for the SEC would be to uh, gobble up Clemson and Virginia Tech and say, peace out, NCAA. I mean, we're good, right? I mean, let us just do what we want to do. 
Y'all have your national champion between every other school in the nation. The SEC will just be a, its own entity. It's a, they, they'll handle their own money, their own TV rights, everything, um, and say, peace out, NCAA. We don't need you. Obviously, we the SEC knows already they don't really need the NCAA. It's just for bragging rights. Everybody knows in the past, and for the NCAA, or for the SEC championship game, if it's Alabama, Florida, and neither one of them are really in the running for the national championship they don't give a dang about the bowl game that they're playing on. That's not the back before, like the, before the the uh, college playoff when they were playing in the BCS game for the Fiesta Bowl, but it wasn't a national championship. They didn't really care. So I, I agree with that, but I, I would caution against it. What you would end up with is what we have with boxing, where there's six different, seven different leagues and different areas and everybody's a world champion and now you have no world champion and one of the things that we have right now that i love is that we have unified everything and we we crown a champion at the end of every year here's our champion and it's settled on the field when you do segregate like that you end up with who's better um i mean you can go back to the early days of the afl and nfl where who who was better? Who you know? And that's when the Super Bowl came about. Um, but I wouldn't like to see that. I like that we do settle it on the field. And I think that that's again for me. I don't want to see it expanded, but I wouldn't be opposed to it expanding a little bit. Mainly because I feel like as an SEC fan, you know, if we go to eight teams, we might represent four of them legitimately. Like you get down to it, and we got you know, Georgia with one loss and two other SEC teams with one loss and one of them loses in the SEC championship game, put all four of them in there. LSU, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, let them go. Auburn every now and then when they have a good year. You know, and you you look at that and you say, okay, they legitimately could beat anybody else in any other conference. So if we go to eight, all right, fine, put four SEC teams in there. And then at the end, you'll have the the four on four with, we we said that at the beginning of of last year with it being a SEC only schedule, yeah. we're like it. You know, we people have complained in the past about there being two SEC teams in there. I said, you know, last year there could have been yeah. more, and quite frankly, there should have been. You know, uh, the yeah. other conferences bending their own rules to get Ohio State in, even though they didn't even make. You know, they didn't even meet the criteria to go to their championship game. Uh, so it. Yeah. And and I don't know how that would work if you go to eight because you're already like really creeping into spring at that point. Um, I don't know. I mean, with I mean, the I school. Guess you start the season earlier or cut off some of the cupcake games. Just go straight to go straight to conference play. So I, I wouldn't disagree with that. With But the one area that I would hesitate on that is I love that. Alabama opens the year every year playing uh, Miami or, uh, you know, uh, who else have they played? Yeah, the Chick-fil-A I mean, kickoff game, whoever. Yeah, be. yeah, like that that inner, that uh, going outside of your conference to play those games, I love seeing that. I love, I love, and I, I don't, I'm so hesitant to hold it against a team that loses in that game because you're still learning. You know, end of the year, you're a different team than the beginning of the year. And if you have one loss and you lost to Alabama in the first game of the season, I mean, that's a half loss in my opinion. You know, it's not the same as you losing one of your conference games to some nobody. Yeah. 
you know, so. <laughs> Just speaking from experience here. <laughs> speaking from experience. Hey, you just got to call it like you see it, bird. You know what I'm saying? And, and I also think that with this whole uh, nil situation, and I know we're going to talk about that in a minute, but what, what it's causing is, as you can see with Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC, we're going to see some major shifts in the alignments of the conferences. And if we're able to break it down into four major conferences and get it away from, from five, um, I, I would have no problem with saying champion of each conference gets in and then the next best six. Right, and then you can't complain in any conference that you're not represented. And so, what if you show up with a three losses? You're going to get blown out in the first game, and at least we've given the other seven best teams in the nation a chance to play for it. Um, and, and again, if you go back and look at the end of the year and look at the sixth best team, are they a national championship contender? Most of the time, no. So, if we're going to go that route, fine. We'll let them get blown out. I mean, look at the NFC least in, in the NFL, right? I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan. I know all about it. There are certain years there should be no team represented there. But the best part about that situation is it presents hope for all of the teams in the NFL, right? Every year, I don't have to worry about competing with Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? I got to beat the Eagles, and the Cowboys can beat the Eagles because they're just as crappy as we are, right? And if we get in... As the Giants did that, you know, two years when they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, two times they come in and they have no business being in the Super Bowl, but they settled it on the field. And I'm okay with that. So if you can win those games, hey, that shows that you were worthy of being there. I think that does move us over into the next one because you started right into it. So we can go ahead and bring up uh, the next discussion. Paying college football players. Okay, the pros and cons. We've got to go over the pros and cons of this. And I'm going to bring up a couple of issues that we can talk about. First is if you're paying college athletes an insane amount of money straight out of the gate, what happens to the NFL? Okay, if, if you are a star player and you're making tons of money in college, and when I say what happens to the NFL, I'm more talking of inflation. You know, they're going to have to raise salary caps because now you have whatever, uh, you know, all this um, these amount of players that were all the best of the best in college, all expecting higher than what they were making in college. And so now salary caps have to be raised. Uh, and then to pay all this out, ticket prices get raised, jersey prices get raised, concessions get raised, everything, this amount of inflation goes up for the NFL. What do y'all think about that point before we move on to the next? I don't think it's any different than any other business. If you're going to pay your employees too much money and you have to raise prices, eventually you're going to raise them to the point where people aren't going to buy them. And I mean, that's going to happen in any business. So competition isn't a bad thing. I think that one of the things that the, uh, I call it the NCAA, but college football in general has had such a good relationship with the NFL is because they know that at any point, if the NFL really needed to go into competition with them, they would have a minor leagues, right? But they don't do that. They, they allow the NCAA to, to be that minor leagues for them, 
um, they allow them to continue to to own that market. And it's great for the NFL too, right? You get these players, you get them on on a national stage. They get to build a build a brand. They get to bring over fans that may not like a certain team but love a certain player. I mean, just I can look at in in Tennessee, right? Love Peyton Manning, right? Goes goes to UT, everybody loves him. There's nobody in Tennessee that loves the Colts, right? <laughs> like oh, we, no, no, no. we we I don't we don't root for the Colts, NFL. right? But but again, you as as a as a person, like I love Peyton Manning. He's hilarious. He's funny. He's giving. He's he's everything I would want in a starting quarterback. He goes to the wrong team, but I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna root against him, you know. Um, so I think that it, it does give them that that launch pad, um, and paying the players. I think that there's a big difference between the schools paying the players and the, allowing the players to go out and make money on their own. Massive difference. And not only that, but the schools um, breaking their own rules as far as like allowing players to stay too long without reason, um, I think that's when the NFL would kind of step in a little bit and say, hey, if, if you're going to do this, then we're going to start poaching them earlier. And that's what the NCAA doesn't want, right? Because right now the NFL's got a hard rule of three years. Well, if the NCAA is going to start holding on to these players longer, the NFL is going to say, "Well, we're going to start encringing on that. We're going to start poaching these players that you're that you're you know holding on to. We're going to start getting them early. We'll do like basketball and get some one and done. Right, and and the NCAA doesn't want that. So I think that they have a real good relationship with each other because. The best thing about the NCAA is they do have that churn. They do have that turnover, and they're okay with that, right? And the NFL's got that long game play where they bring these guys in, and they, they want to make sure that they're playing at the elite level, um, and they're going to keep keep the best players the best of the best. I don't really view that relationship changing anytime soon because it's going to be detrimental to both if that were to happen. And both team, both groups, I feel like, are – well run enough to recognize that and n- neither of them want to hurt their own pockets and that's what that would be i personally think that what the new whatever the program or rule that they allow in the ncaa this year is the first time that the ncaa's got something right in a long time um it's completely different than the university of tennessee playing paying you know Jer- jared garantano when he was a starting quarterback than it was joe blow who was on the swimming team because obviously garantano brings more money into the university so he, he's worth more to them, so he gets paid more. To keep it fair, the university just completely stays out of it on paper and doesn't pay anyone, right? It's up to the player to market themselves to go to these companies like Nike or Adidas, Under Armour, all these that they're already signing these deals with to get them on board and getting paid. It's like the, the, the university's hands-off. They have nothing to do with it. It doesn't matter to them if the, if the, the one guy that plays – on the water polo team gets paid the highest paid athlete and as any player on at the school it gets him because he marketed himself better than you know just the random you know free safety so that's a, that's one of the greatest i mean not one of the greatest but one of the best things ncaa has done in a while is said you go get your money the camp the school still don't pay it makes everything fair because football players bring in more money than any other sport in the sec anyway except for maybe kentucky so it makes it fair that now way. you look at look look at the um, players thinking what is fair. So you're taking kids whom are 18 years old, 
and sticking them sticking them on there. So what what happens if you're you know your amazing running back or your amazing quarterback gets these big deals and you have uh, and and they're huge deals and, and your left tackle is not compensated as well. He didn't, you know, didn't go out and and get the endorsements and he says I'm just not going to block for these guys. Now, granted, that's only going to happen once or twice on a field before the coach sits his butt down, but it only takes once. Yeah, but I, I would say that that type of player um, needs to be vetted before they get there because there are inequities uh, everywhere, right? I can't look and say, well, my quarterback's dad gets paid more than my dad and is able to give him you know, a Mercedes to drive to school and I don't have that. So I'm just not going to block for him. Like, what's the difference? Um, I feel like I I don't, you know, I don't feel like that's, that's going to be a problem at all. I feel like if, again, if you're, if you're wanting more, go get more, you know? And I think that's on you. It's on you. I was hoping you'd bring that up again. One of the things you said, Brad, was that, um, you have to market yourself a little better. And you had also mentioned that the NCAA is doing this right. The NCAA is not doing this. They are being forced to do this by the courts. And the courts saying that they're not going to back them anymore in their rule enforcement of not allowing these players to make money outside of the school, that's what's happening. And the NCAA is is really – this is one of the reasons that the SEC is, is – Kind of blowing up is because that's where the money's going to be. They're going to they're going to self regulate. The NCAA is not going to be regulating this for very much longer. They're going to have a, a very loose set of rules in place that everyone's going to have to follow on the field. But it's not going to. I don't believe that that's what's going to happen. And I think what's going to end up happening, as you said, these kids are going to have to start self promoting. Eighteen year old kids don't know how to do that. So what do you do? You hire an agent. Right. And that agent, those agents, I'm all for agents. These kids don't know what they're doing. I mean, they they need someone to come in and say, hey, I'm going to act on your behalf and you're going to pay me a portion Mm -hmm. of that. And therefore, I'm vested in your success. So the more successful you are, the more successful I am. Some of these guys aren't good at it. Some of these guys are sharks. But that's the same in every single business. You go to a car salesman and there's some there's some low lives and there's some really good ones that's just gonna. That's just part of life, and uh, I mean, I don't know how you're gonna be able to avoid that. Um, but allowing these players to finally make money outside of the school, I mean, I know I talked to Brandon uh, a little bit before this at, at our baseball practice. You know, the band kid, he gets to go to he gets a, he gets a scholarship. He gets to go there. He gets to play the drums. But then he's also allowed to be in his own band and make money on the side, go into whatever gig he gets. Right. There is no, there's no college football player that gets to do that. He can't go outside of, outside of college football to go make any additional money anywhere, or he's off the team. Like there's, there's a completely different set of rules for a standard student versus an, a college football student, or any, any sports in, in, for that matter. But it's, we're talking about college football because, for the most part, football and, and basketball are where the money is, and that's where they can actually make money. Um, you go back and look at what Tim Tebow could have made had Gatorade been able to sponsor him. I mean, we limited his amount of of earning potential for no reason. Absolutely no reason. And Reggie Bush. I agree. You know, I agree. I mean, yeah, 
that's a, that's a different issue. But like, what is the problem with that? Let's just go, we live in America. If company A wants to hire person B to be their representative and they want to pay them X amount of dollars, this is America. They should be allowed to do that. There should be no one saying you can't do that or put consequences on their future because of that agreement. And that is what has happened in the past, and that's what the courts have finally told the NCAA. You can't do that anymore. And, and as far as some of these kids, I mean, I know the quarterback at Alabama is making, what, a, over a million dollars and has never played a snap. Alabama's not paying him that. Some other team Good who's, for him. <laughs> good for him. It's some yeah. other guy who's stepping in there saying, hey, I can get him at a million dollars now, and if I sign him to a million-dollar contract now, in two years his face is going to be the Tua all over the place. And my investment's going to roll back in tenfold. Well, this is new, so everyone's going to have some feeling out period. You're going to get some of these guys that are going to strike gold, and you're going to have some that are going to blow that million, and the kid's going to be a bust. And they're going to learn. Just like the draft. Just like that. So what they're going to do is they're going to start recognizing the correct agents to talk to, to, to have the right people in place to say, hey, this guy has the marketability and this guy doesn't. And it's not going to be driven so much on the booster side as, as people think. It's going to be what can benefit them. I mean, if the kid can't play and he's not good for your brand, you're just not going to be there. I mean, again, I go back to the Tim Tebow. He was marketable in Florida. He was everything you want your college quarterback to be, right? He, he was a leader. He, you know, he did everything right. But then at the same time, on the same team, you had Cam Newton, who was also getting busted for stealing a laptop and things like that. Well, you know, there's nobody who's going to put Cam Newton on their, you know, as their the face of their company if that's the action that he's going to take. Um, now, obviously, he turned it around, but there's going to be some mistakes made, and there's going to be some some people that are going to back out of it altogether because of bad deals. But again, Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, well, welcome to America. Like that's what happens. You think Google's not paying the most for the best talent? Absolutely, they are. It doesn't matter if it's a 16 year old kid or a 38 year old, you know, woman who just started working in tech and knows what she's doing. You know, it, it absolutely doesn't matter. The best companies are going to pay the most for the best talent. Okay, and if you want to do that, if Nike wants to start sponsoring some kids to go play at Oregon, fine, let them do it. Um, Gatorade wants to sponsor kids at Florida, let them do it. Again, they're going to miss and they're going to hit. And but why are we denying the kids the ability to make that money when they can? Who who are who is anyone to tell someone else they can or can't make money? That's just ludicrous. Nope, I agree. It goes back to the life's not always fair thing. No, it's not fair, but you know what? People, people if, if they have the opportunity to make money, great for them. Sorry, yeah. guy, that you weren't good enough to make that money. It's just the way it works. Yep. And you know what? If Going back to that quarterback, if he wants to say, hey, man, I, uh, I will absolutely be the face of your group, but I want to make sure that my offensive linemen are taken care of too. Can we get them deals too? Maybe not as big as mine, and, and that's fine. I just look at all of the winning in the NFL – Who's the most winning quarterback ever? Tom Brady. Why? He has not ever in his career been the highest paid quarterback. Every year he takes less money. Why? Because I'll take $10 million less, but you better make sure you pay my left tackle. You better make sure you pay the, the additional running back. And what happened when when uh, 
New England stop doing that. Look at that. Look at the talent deprivation that was there when he left. He said, "I'm, I'm not doing this yeah. anymore." He left. He's going to go somewhere else. That's He's a with talent, and once again, he took pay cuts to go there. He could have gone other places and made more money, but he didn't. And so you're going to get some kids that are willing to do that and some kids that aren't. And there's going to, might be enough money all the way around, depending on where you go, but that doesn't have to happen. It's America. That's true. Fantastic marketing scheme, too. Like, say you got a quarterback named Alex, and you get all the linemen signed to the same contract. It's the Guardians of Alex. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. Bam. Yeah. Marketing. We can go, I mean, yeah. But that's that's where you get that's where you get like good people wanting to get contracts, you know, wanting to make money. You get good agents trying to help out. You get again, the the best, the cream of the crop is going to show, right? I mean, and one of the arguments I heard before was, well, it's going to cause a disparity, a discrepancy between the teams that have big money boosters and the teams that don't. I'm like, oh, is that not happening now? I mean, is Alabama not at the top of the food chain every year? Is Ohio State not not way up there? Yeah. Why? Because they have the most money. Because they're putting in the right people in the right positions, and they're bringing them in, churning them out. When Alabama can tell any recruit, hey, come sit on the bench for two years, and then one year after that, you're going to be a first-round draft pick. Look at the litany of guys that we've done that with. Can you imagine the quarterly report had Kellogg Rice Krispies put in to uh, Ryan Leaf and uh, <laughs> watch him go belly up? Yeah, but see, you you look at that though. But Ryan, Leaf this just in: uh, Crackle uh, files bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> had to get a large loan from Pop. Snap is still in the game. <laughs> Snap, crackle, Ryan, and pop. But, you know, going to that, like speaking to, to making mistakes, I remember reading an article a while ago about um, Nike's uh, pursuit of Steph Curry for his second contract. And when they went in, they didn't call him Steph. They called him, like, Steven. They, uh, in the slides they were showing, they had a Kevin Durant's information on there because they had used these slides previously. It was, it was just a hodgepodge, right? And he walked away. And he, he was a Nike guy. He had signed his first contract out of college with Nike. He wanted to stay Nike. Well, uh, Under Armour knew they wanted to target him. So what did they do? They went and got a teammate that was on his team that rode the bench, and they sponsored him, and they sent him all kinds of goodies. They treated him like a king, right? And they were just like, hey, man, just tell your teammates about us. Just tell your teammates about us, right? And so he's constantly doing this. Well, all of a sudden, he's seeing what Under Armour's giving him, his teammate who's a bench player, and he's seeing how Nike's treating him, who he feels like he's a superstar and is. No, I'm not going to sign with you. I don't care if you are going to give me more money. I'm going to go where I'm wanted and where I'm appreciated. And I think that that's what's going to happen in college sports as well. You're going to get the guys who come in and like, hey, I want to be treated with respect. And some boosters are going to be willing to pay that and some aren't. And you're going to, but it's up to the kid to be able to be worthy of that. You know, you go in the first year and you're causing problems. They're going to cut you. Can you imagine 
how much money legally the Haslam family will put out now. Because <laughs> they've, they've been writing them checks for years underneath the table. Now, they do, we, want your, we want your cut out at every pilot across the United States of America. <laughs> and Flying J. <Jay. laughs> oh, I forgot Flying J. That's correct. <laughs> so, as we are rolling in to our our thirty minute uh, kind of hard deadline on the on these shows, we want to end it up on a funny note. We had a very serious uh, episode this this go around, which was uh, a little change of little change of pace. We we normally have uh, our comedian Brad, you know, tearing us up. Uh, it, it, Pals, pals must be sitting on his on his stomach. No, I, I mean, I, I mean that's that's uh, that in Food City. You know, being in Middle Tennessee now, it's hard to find a good pals or a Food City. I mean, hell, it's, I'm, an, I'm an hour and a half driving for a Food City. As much as I hate early on predictions, I just want to hear an East and a West prediction, and we'll start with our our guest. I mean, Michael, what you think coming out of the East? I don't, ah, man. I would have to say Florida, but ah, man, Georgia's—they just let you down so much. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it's like I love, it. I love to hear it. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Florida just because I've I've fallen off of that branch too much, and uh, I I mean. I mean Alabama. There's just really no other, you know. Oh yeah. The thing is, yeah. That one year when Burrow was at LSU, like I loved it. I mean, they did everything that I have wanted an SEC team to do, and it didn't take long for Alabama to be like, hmm, maybe we should change just a little bit. And then the next year, you saw what happened. Um, yep. But I wouldn't count out LSU. They had a down year last year. That's not typical. I think COVID really, really hit them as a as a as a whole. And I'm not saying that a lot of yeah. a lot of players were were uh, caught it, but it, I, I think that the whole culture was affected by it much more so. It seemed like at LSU than really anywhere else I saw. Um, I wouldn't count them out just yet. Um, they 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 get hot and it's man it's they're blazing hot so I wouldn't put anything past them just yet uh, but I'd still go with LA. Brad, what about your pick on that? Who's who's got the East? Who's got the West? I mean it's I mean it's I think it's just so one sided on both sides this year. I mean I don't I don't see any other team putting up a fight against Alabama for sure. I mean, obviously, Georgia-Florida, when they play the largest cocktail party in the world game, is going to be probably the game for the East. I mean, that's going to who's going to win the East. I think Missouri might shock some people. I'm not saying they're going to win it, but I think they're going to play better than they did than they have been. So, so Eli, drink a Whitson company yeah, or going to... Whatever his name is. <laughs> um, I mean, I think they'll shock some people, but you'll have to, you have to go Florida-Alabama. But I think this year that Kirby Smart gets canned, and I'm not... 
I I'm do not too. saying that Ed Orgeron depending on his, the outcome of his season. I I, I don't do I don't think it's out of the question that Ed Orgeron gets canned as well. Uh, I don't know. I think they'll hold on to him. At, too I soon. think it's too soon. I think they'll give him another year. If he has another year like he did last year, there there's going to be major pressure. But the fact that you come in and in a Nick Saban dominated conference blow up everybody the way he did that one year with Burrow. It shows what he can do with the right talent. Um, and I think that, again, last year was just such an abnormal year for everyone. Even if he has a down year this year, I don't think they can. If he has two, he's gone. I don't, I don't even think he finishes think... second in the West this year. Ole Miss finishes second in the West. There's another prediction for you. Ooh. There's another prediction. Ooh. No. I, no. If, if it's not LSU, it's going to be Texas A&M. Wow, it's, it's so hard. I, I don't know. They, they, their roller coaster they is just. So the way I look they don't exist. I don't even think about them. The, the, they just. I, I didn't like Mund. Mond, how do you, how do you say that? I, no, I've never. I, he was there for four Cal years. Mond or whatever his name yeah. was. he. He played there he for did, thirteen years. He, <laughs> he did nothing to, to 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 spark anything. Like it was mediocrity all the way through. I think he was drafted in like the fourth round this year. I mean, and I can't believe it. Like he's got all the physical ability, but I've been wrong before. I watched Dak Prescott, and I thought. I'm a Cowboy fan. What are we doing drafting this guy? And from the day he became the starter, every time I saw him on a news conference, on a press conference, he said exactly what, what I want my starting quarterback to say. Every time. He, he took ownership when things went wrong. He addressed when there, were, uh, when there was opportunity for growth. I mean, just he, he was a professional from the time he got there. Maybe Mund will, will show me something, but I, I have not seen it. And so I'm... I don't know who their starting quarterback's going to be, but I feel like if they get somebody who has some ability, and let's be honest, in Texas, man, who knows what they're pulling out of out of Texas. So we'll see. Well, we know what Tito would have said. Florida. Uh, Florida and Alabama. That that would have been easy. I'm going to have to agree with the Florida and, and, and of course, Alabama. Uh, listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in to the second episode of the second season. Quite a serious episode today. We want to thank our special guest, Mr. Michael Camp. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. This was a blast. I appreciate it. It's it's always fun, and it seems to step up and get a lot more fun as the season gets going. All right now we just get to talk about random crap until the season does go. <laughs> Nico, thank you for uh, keeping us going in the back end. Bradley, as always. I'll be here every weekend. <laughs> always here for the comedic relief. And Tito, always here for the um, 85% of uh, connectivity. And uh, except <laughs> you're looking at the screen. How much he's got? Seventy-seven percent upload uh, for him. So this will be a while before he's going to have to log. Tito, seventy-five percent of the time, it works every time. If you know what movie I'm quoting, Anchorman. (laughs) Sex Panther. When it comes to movie trivia, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I'll I'll have to come out for uh, trivia night if that's one of the uh, themes. Have I told you all what my trivia team name was? We you have, but thir- I've forgotten. It's quizzed my pants. 
<laughs> yeah, we play every Thursday night, La Hacienda, Franklin, Tennessee. Hit me up, we'll be there. And and bring him some cheddar rounds if you're coming from East Tennessee. Yep, that and a doctor enough. <laughs> what? what doctor enough? No. Yeah, you don't. You never look. Look it up. Bottled in Johnson City, Tennessee. Doctor like, enough. Yeah, E N U F. It's probably considered the first energy drink ever. It's bottled in like 1952. Google it. Doctor enough. E N U F. I feel enough. like I've heard, of, I've heard of. Porn star showing up if I Google Doctor Enough. I'm gonna go ahead and I not promise. Do <laughs> uh, yes, it absolutely is. It is bottled in the same location as Cheerwine. If y'all know what Cheerwine, I do is. know what Cheerwine is. Aha, Johnson City Bottling Company. It's you right can find that at Johnson. every RC vending machine outside your local Walmart. <laughs> what Cheerwine? You can get that on draft at Cookout. Cookout, yeah. Yeah, Google Doctor Enough. It's by far Doctor Enough. That's like Mr. Pibb. You know, the replica of Dr. Pepper that uh, is not really a replica because he didn't get his degree. That's Hold right. On. Let me do it. Let me he didn't have all 23 I had to hit with the Mitch Hedberg one line right there. Doctor Enough is a brand of soft drink bottled by John, uh, Tri-Cities Beverage in Johnson City, Tennessee. It's a lemon-lime flavored drink and is... Uh, well, hold on. I'm on the Wikipedia here. Where'd it go? Lemon it started lime. back so in 1949. Yeah, how is it like... So, so it's a Sprite imitation. Uh, it's... Uh, I think this came before Sprite. Fine, sir. With Dr. Enough. 1949? Homemade Sprite. It's lemon and lime. Want some more with homemade a little, Sprite? With a hint of vanilla. Oh. And a whole lot of happiness inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> this was not sponsored by Dr. Enough. Hit me up, though. Hit him up, bring him in. Bring him in a, a cool I mean, you send me free cases and I'll drop your name on every single episode. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. Send me some free cases. I mean, I've bought cases in my lifetime. I like diet a little better than I do original. But that's just, you know, it's got Splenda ain't in no, it. Ain't nothing like some aspartame. It's got Splenda in it, bro. Has it got aspartame in it? I don't know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> gonna kill you. Nothing Might like well. tiny little holes in your brains. Something, something's going to kill you. Might as well enjoy it. Thank you again, listeners. We'll catch you next week, Season 2, Episode 3. And uh, we I, I have no idea what we're going to talk about yet. We will put that out on social media. Follow us. All of them are at SEC Fan Talk, whether you're a YouTube, uh, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, all the others, Instagram. FDIC approved. <laughs> you know. Roll the dice, whichever one you use. Our name's easy, at SEC Fan Talk. Thank you, listeners. Have a good one. It just Go means ahead, more. It just means more. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was faking you out. Uh, uh.